Hello, everyone. Welcome to the OETA Movie Club podcast. My name is Jeff Mareva. I am the director of the show, and I'm here with our host, Robert Birch. Jeff, how are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing, my friend? Pretty good. good really good. good, actually. We've got a, a a great film this week. A great film. One of the all-time greats. Uh-huh. One of the, you'll find it on the top 100 movies of, like, every... Everybody a- AFI, Rolling Stone, every... Every list you check, Rotten we'll Tomatoes, the, Rotten uh, Tomatoes, yeah, will have this IMDb. in their top 100, and probably more honestly in the top 50. Yeah, um, yeah. So, or 20. What are we talking about? We're talking about Sunset Boulevard. Yes, um, 1950. William Holden, um, William Holden, Gloria Swanson, Gloria Swanson, Eric um, von Stroheim, and the great actor uh, Jack Webb. Jack Webb. <laughs> <laughs> um. So this is the OETA Movie Club podcast. We come to you each week. We talk about our upcoming movies, which air every Saturday night at 9 on OETA. They repeat the following Friday at 11. So you have two chances to tune in for them. And, uh, and uh, yeah, it's on OETA on the main channel, main HD channel. Uh-huh. And, uh, I like that one. We, we love that one. And uh, so Sunset Boulevard, set this up for people. Um, if you haven't seen it, where have you been? But, Where have you been? Uh, yeah. You know, I didn't see it until I was uh, a lot later in life. Um, it's about a screenwriter, William Holden, that develops a dangerous relationship with a faded star from the silent era yeah. that she is determined to make a triumphant re- uh, return to the screen. Yes. Uh, Gloria Swanson. Yes. Uh, there were a lot of uh, silent act- actresses that were approached um, to do this film, you know, Garbo, um, Mary Pickford, um, help me out here. Uh, there uh, were Anna, Anna Nilsson. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, there, there were several. Many. Uh, yeah. But, uh, and you know, a lot of them after the, still like Mary Pickford, after they came to her house, read the script, she really in real life had been kind of a recluse right. after her, you know, her, uh, silent career faded. Yeah, and uh, so they go to her house, and they're telling her this, you know, the the plot, and 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 she is almost in tears. Yeah, because it so closely Close, resembles right. her own life, and uh, so they got the hint and apologized <laughs> right. and left. Left. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, Gloria Swanson. I mean, she's incredible in this. Yes. I mean, she is. You just want to strangle her. <laughs> just chews up the screen. <laughs> she you know, she really uh, just uh, consumes. Yeah. The everything that she's around, every scene that she is in, you are just fixated on her. She is. Uh, you know, this is a tour de force performance, if there ever was one. Right. And you know, Bill Holden. This was one of his early films. Yeah. Um. Uh. Uh, actually, Montgomery Clift was cast uh, originally for this. Right. And uh, he quit two weeks before filming. Right. right. And uh, he was actually having an affair with a, uh, a wealthy, older, former actress. Right. And she uh, reacted very uh, dramatically, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, by that's saying a nice that way of saying she, it. if he did it, she would commit suicide. Yeah. Because she thought it would be a parody. They would be in all the papers, all the mm-hmm. tabloids. Um, yeah. Making, and she would be the butt of every joke. Right. Exactly. And she didn't want that. She didn't want that. But, you know, there's uh, many, many uh, silent stars that are in this. 
Uh, yeah. Director Billy Wilder, you know, he uh, he did some pretty good films. Uh, oh, yeah. Seven Year Itch, uh, Some Like It Hot, you yeah. know. Um, he, uh, thought, you know, it, he wanted to do that. He wanted to uh, show a relationship that, that you know, really existed amongst uh, silent stars. Uh, so, like, Buster Keaton is in this. Mm-hmm. And, uh, um, oh, uh, uh, several others. Oh yeah, there's several. I mean, there, there there's I Nielsen. Mean, yeah, Han Nielsen. Uh-huh. Nielsen's in this. Han Nielsen and uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's so many, and the uh, Gloria Swanson was kind of. I mean, I, I don't want to say she was at the end of her career herself, but she was already kind of in a. I'm done with Hollywood or yeah. Hollywood's done with me type of thing. I'm going to go to New York and do theater and radio and stuff like that. And, and eventually did television. And eventually did television, right. And, uh, you know, like she did this film. Uh, she was offered a lot of um, uh, scripts after this. She thought this would be the ticket to her, uh, her return, return, her right. true return to the screen. Yeah. But uh, she was getting scripts that were only basically like this Norma character Desmond. again, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but uh, she did like Airport seventy five. Right, I think, you know. that's what I was about to say. Is that's, <laughs> that's the that's the only thing I know that she did after this that was any uh-huh. big at all. Was, yeah, you know, it was Airport seventy five. I think that's uh, the one where the jumbo jet uh, goes into the ocean and <laughs> right. Jimmy Stewart's on there and they're trying. You know, they're going to the bottom of the ocean in this yep. plane and and they're like trying to. Like they've got time to figure out what they're going to do <laughs> and who's going to rescue them. It's crazy. Yeah. Um. But not to be confused with the Poseidon Adventure, right? Which, as a kid, was one of my favorite movies. And I'm like, why uh, did I like this disaster movie when I was a kid? That's so weird. That was an era because you had uh, the Towering Inferno, oh, and, yeah. uh, and the airport movies, and Earthquake, and yeah, Irwin yeah. Allen was working a lot during yeah. those days. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it was interesting. The uh, I read a quote that said um, that there's a scene in the movie where Norman Desmond uh, says to the Paramount Studio Gates, without me, there wouldn't be any Paramount Studio when they won't let her in. It's true. And it's true. But they say that the words could apply to Gloria Swanson herself as Uh she was the studio's top star for the previous six years before that. Right. She was the bankable star. She was the bankable star. Yeah. And to go from bankable star for six, seven years straight to – uh, Hollywood's kind of done with me. I'm going to move to New York and do theater. Yeah, you know, when it, you get older, unfortunately, it, I was going to say it tells you how. Yeah. Um, oh, I don't want to use the word terrible, but how how Hollywood is with age sure, and sure. you know beauty it is and a brutal. It's town. brutal. That's a that's yeah. a better word than I was. Um, but you know, if anything proves it different or uh, proves the opposite of that, is this film. Because right. here she was, you know, she's uh, in her late 50s uh, making this. And um, this is one of the greatest films of all time. Right. One of the greatest roles of all time. Right. And, you know, uh, they took a, you know, they had to have an older actress for this. Right. So, you know, that whole idea that you ha- once you're 30, you're done. Yeah. Uh, really should have been thrown out the window in you know long before this film was made right um yeah um i thought it was cool that when gloria swanson finished her final scene um uh 
which is the mad staircase descent, she burst uh-huh. into tears, and the crew applauded her and everything. And and even though it wasn't the actual last scene, the martini shot, as they call it, uh-huh. of the of the film, um, it, it was her last shot of the film. And so director Billy Wilder threw her a party uh-huh. and that evening as kind of a rap party for just her. Just her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she richly deserved it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. Oh, so, you know, but that was, uh, so that's one of the last scenes shot. Right. They had to shoot it in sequence because when they began, right. Billy Wilder only had like the first 61 pages yeah, of most, the script. Most of this movie was shot in chronological order. So he's still writing as, as they're shooting. Yeah. And um, it really helped her because she had not worked that way before. You know, yeah. most, you know, I don't know if you all know this, but, you know, most films are shot out of sequence. Right, of course. Yeah. For financial reasons. Right. You know, you're at a, at a set. You do all the scenes that take place at that set. At that set. Yeah. And then you move on. You right. Know, it, it's more economical. But, uh, you know, when you don't have a full script, he had to go in, in sequence. Right. In the actual sequence, and it allowed her to develop the character that, you know, to the degree that she did. Right. Because, you know, she's going from in chronological order. Yeah. And it just, it, it's magic. Oh, yeah. Um, the photos that they use of young Norma Desmond um, are actually all publicity photos from Gloria Swanson's heyday. Uh-huh. They, they didn't, t- you know... Chain doctor or anything up or anything. Those are all publicity photos from her. Uh-huh. Um, the house. The house was. Um, it was. Oh yeah, the house is a really was, cool story. When they, you know, it was built for like two hundred fifty thousand right. dollars. It's not really on Sunset Boulevard. No, it's built like in. It's on Irving Boulevard. In Crenshaw. And, yeah, built um, nineteen twenty four. Two hundred fifty thousand. And then um, Jay Paul Getty bought it, right? And his wife got it in the divorce. In the divorce, she really didn't live in it um, uh, for very long, and it it was dilapidated, yeah, for a long time, sitting there on a very busy, uh, right, uh, part of Los Angeles. And uh, you know, here they came and they said, you know, uh, we want to shoot there, yeah. And she says, uh, yeah, great. You know, she's charged them. Charged them the can't uh, remember what the they, fee was. For them to build a pool, right? That's what the chart. That's what the rental fee was. was but the pool. If you build me a pool, you, that's uh-huh. I won't charge you any rent. But the pool. But the swimming pool they built didn't work. Yeah, it doesn't have the circulation system, so <laughs> you know it would go stagnant. Right after a, a few days. Yeah, and um, you know the uh, so it did go stagnant. Right, full of allergies. Uh, but then uh, they used it again. Or, uh, five years later for Rebel Without a Rebel Cause. Rebel Without a Cause, yeah. And, you know, it's full of leaves and stuff in that, you know, it's, yeah. it's dilapidated in, in that yeah. film. But And then a couple of years later, they tore the house tore down. Tore it down in 1957, mm-hmm. and uh, there's a large Getty Oil building still there Yeah, uh, to this day. I and wonder, uh, you know, a lot of times they just fill in the pool. Right, you know they oh, don't. Yeah. They don't get in there with bulldozers and right. and tear it out. They'll just fill it in. Yeah. So it's very possible that underneath that Getty uh, oil. That oil building, yeah. That uh, and it's probably not Getty anymore, um, but you know just a building there on Crenshaw uh, that uh, that pool is still there. Yeah. Underneath. Underneath all that the stuff. concrete. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I thought there was there's some really good cameos in this. Um, we talked about a few <laughs> Buster Keaton and Nilsson. Cecil um, B. DeMille. Cecil B. DeMille. That's the one who I want to talk about because he, you know, he's in this movie, uh-huh. and of course the 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 famous line. I'm ready. Uh, uh, I'm ready for my close-up, I'm re- uh, Mr. Demille. I'm ready for my close-up. Um, or, is, did this, I do it in the wrong order there? Maybe I don't know. I don't I know. It's a famous remember. quote that we're obviously struggling. It's with. one of the most famous, right? <laughs> it is. Yeah, it it's is on everybody's list. I was like, it's considered on all those lists we talked about uh-huh. at the beginning of the show. It's on those list of top ten quotes of all time. And most times, it is misquoted. True. Like um, True. Uh, on you know Carol Burnett, I think did a spoof of this. Oh, I know she did a spoof. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. one of the great uh, sketches from the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, but uh, and and everybody else, they, you know, it became more famous in the uh, in the incorrect right uh, quote. Right. But, yeah. But uh, but he he did Cecil B. DeMille did this movie his cameo his cost that he charged them was ten thousand dollars. Plus a new Cadillac. Uh-huh. So that was his fee. Um, I have no idea how much a new Cadillac cost in 1950. <laughs> um, probably still quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, then... DeMille was such a showman. Oh, yeah. Though. He liked being on camera. Right. And and he jumped at the chance at this. You know, he's uh, it, uh, it's shot at his soundstage. Right. That soundstage on, on the Paramount lot is, is still called... The DeMille stage. Oh, yeah. And, you know, most recently they've been shooting, uh, they shot Star Trek The Next Generation. I think a lot of the Star Trek films are shot on that same stage. But that was his. And when they were shooting this, uh, he was was actually shooting, uh, oh, gosh, what's the the film? It was like... uh, 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 Samson and Delilah? Yeah. Yeah. It's a biblical epic. Yeah. Right. And, And you see that. In the film, you right. can see the costumes at least. Yeah. You know, yeah. For that Edith Head costume. Edith Head. I was going right. to say, she did the costumes uh-huh. for this, which anybody who knows anything about Hollywood and costumes uh, of this era, yeah. Edith Head is a huge name. The best. Yeah. Is really uh, of all she the was, history of film. Yes. And um, well, I thought it was funny because Cecil B. DeMille, he, he charged him the $10,000 in the Cadillac. Uh-huh. And they came back to him and said, hey, we need to do a oh, close up, we need oh, to do a retake. Sorry. And he billed them another $10,000. <laughs> so you got to look for that close-up. No, you got to look for his close-up. Oh, I'm sorry. I ruined your story. Oh, no, no, no. You you're were fine. going you, No, no, no. You're good. You're good. <laughs> um, I think it's really cool that he was in the middle of shooting at the time. Yeah. And yeah. still did it. And, you know. Um, He's got that great voice. You yeah. know, Cecil B. DeMille. You can tell his... Uh, I wonder, I, well, Billy Wilder is uh, famous for, you know, being a stickler about, you know, his script. That right. You read it word for word. Right. But, you know, when, when DeMille talks, when he speaks, it sounds like uh, his dialogue. Right. You know, I mean, uh, you watch the Ten Commandments. He, it's big and broad and bold. I mean, he's painting with big, bold strokes. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it just sounds like, you know, she was the greatest of all time. You know, uh, tell him to get another car. Yeah. You know, <laughs> he's priceless for yeah. this film. Um, I want to talk about the Academy Awards a little bit yeah. for this year because it is considered one of the biggest upsets in the Academy Awards history. Yeah. Um, Terrible. Judy 
Judy Holliday mm-hmm. won the Best, Astri- Best Actress Oscar in 1951 for the movie Born Yesterday, yeah. beating Gloria Swanson in this film. And, and the voters of the Academy must have been born yesterday. I mean, yeah. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. <laughs> give you credit on that. I come up with one every once um, in a while, yeah. But she beat out Gloria Swanson and she beat out... Um, Bette Davis. Betty Davis. Betty Davis yeah. for All About Eve. One of her, fan, you know, great, one of the greatest roles yeah. of her career. Um, and uh, it's widely believed, I guess they say, that the two titans, the two Gloria Swanson and Betty Davis, canceled each other out. Yeah. And left the, the field clear for, for Holiday. Um, but Betty Davis came back years later and said, uh, that Swanson's performance Swanson should have won. Yeah. Was one of the great. She yeah. uh, she didn't say she should have won. She says mm. it was such a it was a fantastic performance. Yeah, she yeah. what she was probably thinking was not as good as mine, of course, but it was, uh, <laughs> of, course, it was great. of course. Um Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I I can't imagine. I mean, I've I've seen Born Yesterday. I've seen her performance. Yeah, Judy Holiday. I don't even. Remember. I can't even picture her in my in my head. I, I, it's not. It's not. It's not better than this. No. I mean, no. there's no. There's no way. Yeah. You know. Um, I don't know. That's a huge yeah. error in it's, my opinion. Yeah. Um, a tragedy, really. Of. So I thought this was funny. Some of the other actresses considered for Norma Desmond, one was Mae West. <laughs> Who wanted to change the dialogue? She wanted to she change, wanted to change the, the dialogue, script. yeah. yeah. Um, Billy Wilder's not going to go for that. No, no. I think, what is it? Some Like It Hot's like the only thing he's ever let anybody improv on at all? or it was Barely. Was, and that was, was Jack and I was going to say, and it was like one line yeah. uh-huh. he let him ad-lib. But he made, he made um, Marilyn Monroe do 57 for, takes yep. for just, she says, where's that bottle where's of bourbon? bourbon? Yeah. You know, and she kept mess- saying it wrong. Yep. Uh, Shirley MacLaine in the apartment had he, she drove him crazy because she was ad libbing. Yeah, and and you know he would let her ad lib and ad lib, and then he says, you know, I want a take, I want my take. Right. You know. Yeah, um, but Mae West, I mean, <laughs> Mae West. Why don't you come up to my town, <laughs> yeah. and, you know, Mister Demille, and come and see me sometime. <laughs> My um, Mae West is not as good as it used to be. No, no, no your Mae West is terrible. <laughs> it's terrible, I say. You don't look anything like her. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jack West? No, uh, uh, we're doing the uh, other Norma Desmonds, right? Right, yeah, you had Mae They Murray, wanted Mary Pickford, like we said. Mary Pickford. Um, yeah, I mean, a uh, couple other people, but... Mae West was the one that got me. I just, I, uh-huh. I can't even imagine her in this role. Yeah, why was she even considered? Oh, why was she even considered? She thought she was uh, too young to play a silent film star. Yeah. 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 yeah and she yeah. was, really. Her career was not she was. In silent. She film. was. Yeah. But, uh, um, of course, uh, yeah. you know, I keep alluding back to the great Jack Webb. <laughs> the great, the great Jack Webb. <laughs> Who is easily. The worst actor in this film. Yeah, easily. Yeah. But, you know, he's surrounded by greats. So. He is. Oh, and he's not, he doesn't have a very big 
role. You're right. So. He's uh, Joe Gillis's pal. Yeah. Um, you know, who's at Schwab's drugstore and a couple of other uh, parties. That's another cool story, the Schwab's uh-huh. drugstore. That, yeah. That was cool. They shot there. That was a really big hangout for a lot of Hollywood types. Producers, uh, producers actors, writers. Art, writers yeah. yeah. Uh, they used to hang out there a lot. And it was actually, it wasn't torn down until like 1987, eight, 88. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, it was. To build was, a. A restaurant and some shops. Some shopping, yeah. yeah they of course. do not respect their real estate. No. You know, they don't hold it in high esteem no, anyway. They don't. they don't. Well, we are out of time. Oh, but there is one so thing that I've more. there's one thing I've got to work in because I gotta have you say it. Yeah. So oh, no. when crew members ask Billy Wilder how he was going to shoot the bur- the bur- <laughs> burial of Norma's monkey, which is one of the movie's most bizarre yeah. scenes. A funeral for the monkey. A funeral for the monkey. Uh-huh. What did he say? He says, oh, you know, it's just your standard uh, monkey funeral scene. <laughs> I love that. You know, the usual monkey funeral sequence. <laughs> just, you know. Sure. We that can is one pull of the, that off the show. That is one of the weirdest scenes in this movie <laughs> but it's it's part and parcel for that you know uh, it is eric von stroheim was uh, i know we're running a long time but uh he was one of the great silent film directors right and you know he directed uh once the invention of sound he was a truly you know world-class uh director he acted in many films yep and he basically plays himself in yeah. this film yeah um, uh yeah he's uh amazing too um, all right. Well, before we go, I want to give a shout out to our celebrity photo a guy named Paul Perry. Oh um, yeah, we got sent the in, uh, one with Ferlin Husky. Uh huh. Ferlin Husky and in, in Branson. In Branson uh-huh. at a show with uh, several of his friends. It's a great story. Um, we were talking last week about a military guy. This was same same thing this week. It was a military guy. Was it B fifty two? B fifty two crew. crew. Uh huh. Um, and uh, like uh, several of them kind of got together for. A reunion to see each other. They hadn't seen each other in 30 years or whatever, yeah. and uh, got together and in Branson and and saw Ferlin Husky, who had some hits in the 70s. Right. And uh, I had to. I didn't know Ferlin Husky. I had to yeah. look him up. I heard. Uh, I remember him from uh, just his name. Yeah. From one of those like KTEL record. Right. Uh, exactly. Things, you know, yeah. And Ferlin Husky. Ferlin Husky. <laughs> Um, yeah, um, but yeah, he sent in a great celebrity photo with him, uh, had a great story. If you have a celebrity photo that you'd like to share with us, please do. Um, at the end of the podcast, you'll hear a tag with an address and an email address that you can send those to. If you send in the physical photo, um, we take very good care of it. Um, we scan it, we send it back to you and, and pristine condition. Pristine condition. Um, if you can email them to us, that's even better. We love those emails. It makes it so much easier. As um, long as we get a story. Just please, the, yes, okay. include a story. You know, um, just uh, who, what, when, where, and why, and, uh, you know, uh, who all's in the picture. I won't throw them under the bus because I can't remember their name. Anyway, but I just got one yesterday that the subject title was Me and Chris Isaac. Uh-huh. And then the head it. of the email, the rest of the email had nothing. <laughs> I was like, so I sent them an email and I was like, please tell me more. We're going to need please a little tell me, more Please tell me a little bit more. It was a great photo, nice and huge and, and uh-huh. crystal clear. And, Love Chris Isaac. And, uh, but uh, yeah, I needed some story to go along with it. Yeah. So, um, so please include a story. It really helps. 
And, um, and again, like I said at the beginning, uh, we air every Saturday night at 9 on OETA. We repeat the following Friday at 11. So please tune in and join us. And uh, go back and binge some of these uh, podcasts if you want. We've been doing this yeah. for over, over a year and a half Let now. Let us know so there's, what you think. There's plenty. Yeah. Plenty to, to binge and, and listen to and just turn them on while you're driving in your car and check us out. It's just like you're hanging out with Jeff and I. That's right. You're just hanging out with the crew. <laughs> so, um, all right. Well, thank you, everybody. Like I said, we're out of time. Um, thank you for tuning in. And until next week, take care. Bye-bye. Make sure to like and subscribe to the podcast. You can preview all upcoming OETA Movie Club films at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And please, send your celebrity photos to P.O. Box 14190, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma 73113, or you can email them to us at oeta.tv forward slash movie club. And of course, tune in every Saturday night at 9 and on Fridays at 11. We'll see you on the couch every weekend for a great movie and fresh popcorn.